Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! All right! Episode 176 of Shirt Show! We're talking with Andrew from Blackout Screen Printing in Colorado. Dude, I feel like it's been forever and I miss you hard. I, I get that a lot. <laughs> Has it been like a, I think this is the longest we've gone without talking. Maybe. It could be. How long has it been? It's only been a week, right? I was, we gonna, I was really thinking it was like, much. I was thinking it was like a day. Ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to say it might've been the last podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. which is pitiful it's and that's, yeah. that's unacceptable. How is Comic-Con? It's, I go tomorrow. Oh, well then how is Comic-Con going to be? Predict the future. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> fucking gonna go? amazing. It's going to be great. Um, why did I think it was already? You told me you had a hotel and you were going there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tomorrow. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go after work and drive up and me and the kids are going to stay in a hotel. And then Friday we get up and go to Comic-Con Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday I'm going to show them around the city and get some bagels and whatnot. And then uh, drive home. Have you been abducted by aliens? Because uh, number one, you aren't, you don't have a hat on. And so that's something's wrong. Uh, That's like, well, that's all I need to know. Like you have been abducted. There yes, we go. There. Is that better? Mm-hmm. I'm a little grumpy today. I'm a little emo. So this may be perfect. It's going to be a sad episode. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hope so. I mean, uh, yeah. Am I, so why are you grumpy? Uh, just life. And also just, I feel like work stuff's been a little wonky lately with new hires and shop changes and new equipment and uh, all those things happening when you're busy and trying to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. It just uh, makes me want to close my eyes. Ah, well, you know, you can call me then I'll cheer you up with, or maybe not. I'm a little melancholy. So mm. don't call me. Yeah, don't call me to help you out. I'm right I'm better now. I'm excited for the episode. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm good. I just before this, I was like, you know, like mm. I uh Joe and I's anniversary was yesterday, wedding anniversary. Wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. How many? Yeah. yeah, so that's the thing. I know now it was eight years, but I somebody asked me that. Like, I know the date. That's easy. 1010. That's why I got married on October 10th. Because you're like, yeah. hey, when's our anniversary? Well, it's 1010. I can't forget that. The year I have trouble with, though. Is that bad? No. Yeah, because I don't I don't think it matters. As long as you remember the day, then... None of it matters. <laughs> None of it matters. Oh, it matters. No, it does. It, it's the best day of my life, Dylan. Yeah. You, you just kind of live one minute at a time. Mm-hmm. I like that. The past doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
Nothing matters. Yeah, I've I've really come to terms with that and I do a lot better. I think that if you do have that philosophy or something close to that, of course, things do matter. But I mean, I understand where you're going with that. And it's way less like don't sweat the small stuff or even the moderate size stuff. Maybe yeah. not even the big stuff. Is that that's it's funny? What? Someone someone <laughs> kind of put my life into perspective a little bit the other day where uh we were having a conversation and they were like they're like, oh, you don't, you don't watch sports. And I was like, no, like literally zero. Like, I don't think I've even watched an entire football, like NFL game or anything, mm-hmm. even in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't really care at all. They're like, wow, you're so disconnected with that kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, it's just not my thing. And then we got talking about other stuff. They're like, you don't watch the news. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, like not at all. Like I literally have zero idea what's going on. Like, I was told the other day there's like a new fucking war happening or something. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm zero, zero idea. Like, and I'm fucking cool with that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to know all these current events. I don't want to know the news. I just want to live in my bubble and I want to like just exist. I don't care. I mean, I don't want to say I don't care, but like, I, you, you I totally really care. Like, if I'm, if I'm just... totally honest, like, I just don't. I think that I think here it, here is maybe how I feel about it. I deleted all of the news apps off my phone. You know, I used to have news apps. I would follow shit. You know, this is a few going back a few years. And I deleted them because we were bombarded with information all day long. That's mostly negative. And it's all negative bullshit. All of it. And while some of it is very important, and I, I understand that. Um, I think that if if we all focused on our community, like our small group of friends in our community, um, it would be not only way better for our mental health, but way more effective in like accomplishing our goals, like in helping our neighbors. Let's get deep on this. (laughs) (laughs) I I fucking believe so strongly in that. It's just like, I don't know. It's one of those like stay in your lane, kind of like mm-hmm. do what you can actually. It's it's the reason why I, I despise when people talk about politics and religion mm-hmm. is it's like you don't fucking know. Like you don't know the answer. You don't know what's happening in the White House. You don't know any of this shit. It's all lies. You bitching. know, here's my thing. Joanne told me this just the other day is that she was having a conversation with somebody and they said that and they were they're not from America. They were from somewhere else. And they say, you know, we don't watch the news where we're from because it's all lies like it's propaganda and so yeah. they were they were surprised by how much how many americans watch the news because they're like why are you watching that and not not to say that all news our news are lies but it's just a lot of it is you know or or if it's not a lie it's a bias it's somebody else's perspective on yeah, something it's somebody's so. opinion and then all the people out there get so riled up over yeah. it if you constantly just keep saying there's an issue, there's an issue, there's an issue. Everyone believes there is an issue. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I made the first chili of the season. Wow. On Monday. What's today? On on Sunday. Yeah. I actually was thinking about making a white chicken chili and bringing. So it that's forward. what we're gonna make next because the. We had chili, you know, we had the normal chili with tomato, tomatoes, yeah. you know, three days in a row. And we're like, okay, we can't do this again for a little bit just because we had it so many times in a row. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, and Joanne's like, hey, would you make your white chili next, your white bean chili next? Because mm-hmm. I, do you put in your recipe, do you put a brick of cream cheese? I've never made it. Oh, 
Oh, well, I have a recipe. I've got a good recipe you would enjoy. All right. Do you like cream cheese? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then, yeah, yeah, that's like, I got one for you. You're going to love it. Okay. Thanks. It's less soupy. Like, I, you could, don't have to make it. Like, it's going to be thick. Like, you like it. I like, yeah, three C's thick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, well, that's my, my recipe is exactly that. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. What else is going on? You guys, so you're busy. You, you said you're, there's just a lot going on. We're busy. Uh, we're in the middle of trying to hire for the office and for the shop. So I think Sarah's literally doing an interview right now. Okay. Um, we have two trial people in the office right now. Two at the same time? In the, in the shop right now. Yeah. Two. Okay. Like at the dryer uh, or pre- uh, press assist? Yeah, one, both. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it's just, like I said, if I'm honest, it's the mix of switching to the laser and it's kind of like, all right, well, it's just things are different. They're not bad. They're just different. So it's like we're trying to like juggle that and figure that out and like well, emulsions and everything else. And it's like emotions. What yeah. Emotions with emulsion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. no, everything's I mean, everything's good. It's just it's just new. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And introducing new things when you're in the middle of production is difficult. Yeah. Um, sometimes when things are off, we blame other things or we try to connect like, hey, what's going on? But I think I know what it is. I think the root of it is that we haven't talked for a week. You know, if that's you right, really yeah. if you really analyze this, that's what it's going to be. And so I think you should, we should talk more. I don't like it when we don't talk for a week. And I know we both Thank were you. busy. We're busy here at the shop too. Like, um, so it, it bipped. I told you, I don't know, it was last episode or the episode before, whatever. Yeah. We unsurged, you know, so we surged and then we unsur- unsurged. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. it um, half surged, I would call it. Not full. A half surge? Half. Yeah, half you surge. Have, you have a halfy then? I have a halfy. Okay. Yeah, and so there's plenty to print. It feels good. But guess what? Guess what happened? Chicken butt. What? I uh, guess what happened yesterday. Nope. Monday. Monday. I'm getting my days all confused. But on Monday, go to expose the screen. Nada. The light in your exposure unit? Take a shit? Yep. Yep. And... You don't know that right away. You don't know to the, that it's the bulb, but we traced it back. Did you have an extra? Multimeter. No, because here's why. And that's a good question. That's a good backup, right? To have a backup bulb. But here's the thing. Like you take a light bulb and you put it on a shelf for two years. What happens to it? It sits there. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like a battery. It, ex- it can expire. Really? Really. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to have one. So like we did that before years ago. We said, okay, we, well, duh, we've got to have a backup bulb. And we had one sit and sit and sit. And then we went to plug it in and no dice. And so I think that, so anyway, what we did was we ordered, uh, you know, we overnighted one. It came in, Kyle and Alex. Was it easy, was it easy to change or was it a huge pain? Yeah, it's yeah. easy. No, 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 it's really easy. I mean, 15 minute or, or under. Yeah. Um, hey, that reminds me, have you, I don't want to hijack your story, but like, 
Have you ever changed out your Unicoat? Unicoat. Scoops. Scoops. Yeah. You mean because they got a scratch or a nick? Not even a nick, like worn down. Worn down. The round side on our on our coders mm -hmm. are like squared off. Kevin have was you... like, someone's Kevin Kevin was here the other day and he's like, someone's fucking with you. Like someone had to have filed these down. I was like, dude, nobody's why would anybody do that? Like nobody's messed with these. But then you look well, at it and you're like, yeah, it's fucking straight up like flat. You can sand them like what, you know, I, I don't know if you've done that before. These were not you... sanded. I'm just saying that like they were, I think, like seven or eight years of use. Wow. They just are like flat on um, one side. So I ordered okay. new ones. So I, I didn't know, like I've never had to do that. So I didn't know if like you had that. You're like, oh, yeah, we change ours every five years or something. <laughs> no. I would say we haven't changed ours um, ever. Maybe once we ordered one because it got so nicked that we couldn't sand it. You know how you can get different grits yeah. and then finally get it to where it's... Which smooth. is funny too because I only needed one because we had an extra. And m &R was like, you have to buy them in a set. Huh. And I was like... Okay. So yeah, maybe we... Sense. I don't remember. Maybe we did. I just don't remember. Hmm. anyway that was something that came up the other day and i was like oh shit so i ordered new ones to uh get everything back to where it needed to be but i just thought that was funny i was like i did this something i didn't expect at all have you gotten them in yet no i actually just got the email for like the uh authorization from mnr this morning to okay. send them out okay curious what that does to your eom like i bet you everything changes you know, well, we checked our EOM when Kevin was here and everything looked good. Like everything's been fine. It's just. Yeah, but now it's going to be different. Coder, right. It's going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. well, we have our own meter, so we'll check it there when, you go. Uh, when it comes in. But Yeah, because you are a, a stud. Like, of course you have your right. own meter. Yeah, exactly. A stud meter. Stud finder. Mm -hmm meter that's um, all i've got my bulb story bulb that was it like i would just it went out <laughs> and we got it it came in and we installed it and then kyle said he made like 115 screens or something and oh i tried to so um on monday when it wasn't working i was like ah oh, what move and i took a screen that was waxed and took it outside mm -hmm. you know in the sun <laughs> and i got my iphone out i'm like should take about four minutes like i was just guessing mm -hmm. and uh it it i I leaned it against some car in the back parking lot. You know how there's cars back there from the repair fixer guy. Yeah. And um, and then I'll I took it over. To our, yeah, it was Mercedes actually. <laughs> 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 um, and then I took it inside and put it in our rinse, our developer, and uh, it didn't work almost. And so I took it over to the power washer and it was like, Nyee! and then it almost was going to work. But then I started to bust, you know, like blast out some of the yeah. lines. And so, it, you know, I was an idiot because the car was white. And so like, yeah, light was coming and the wax was, it was all good. It, it was, was getting behind. Yeah, refraction. Yeah. 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 So we, I was like, okay, here's like next screen. Give me one more shot. Next screen. We're just going to cover up the back. You just set on the ground. Set it on the ground. Well, it was in the morning, like the sun wasn't above it was coming from the side. You don't think it would have been enough UV just straight down? Maybe, maybe. Well, straight down, no, not straight down. It was coming, it would have been in a big angle. Okay, whatever. Anyway, check, check. Is this, are we recording this motherfucker? I don't know. 
doesn't I matter. Fuck, I don't. I don't even care. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. You look fucking awesome. Nobody wants to hear way. us anyway. That is right. It all starts with a screen. And whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to where? Where are we going? Graphicscreenfashion.com. That, that's right. And um, or. Breakyourfuckingscreens.com. Nope, you skipped one. You skipped it. Or FFFFFFrank.com. <laughs> that's right. Uh-oh, we're out of sync here. It's been a minute. So we got to skip back in. <laughs> I have a whole fresh palette to send back for restretch. Already sent mine. I'm ahead of you. He's got When it. did you send it? Fuck. I mean, I don't know. Like last week, it was on a... Okay, well, I got to hurry up and send mine in and tell, call him and see if he can do mine before he does yours. He's not going to answer your phone call. He won't. He won't. He won't answer it. Um, I don't have to do it. Cleaning screens is no fun, but EasyWay makes it way more funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will... Make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier. Check them out at easyway.com. Easyway. It's the easiest way. Mm -hmm. There, we're back so, on track. It's, it's the best stuff there is. Just go get it. If you or your art department could use some love, then you need to go to 1-900-HOTSTUFF.COM and get in touch with Nick or Lucas at Graphics Source and let them run your art department so you can focus on running your life. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's our best. That's your best yet. You <laughs> fucking nailed it. Um, I haven't. Have you heard from those guys? I haven't heard from those guys in a minute. What are they? Nick or Lucas? I had a, all I got was a text of our. Nick's is texting us. Of, yeah, I was going to say Nick's texting us where this hat is going around the world. Yeah, like the hat will be on a beach, mostly on beaches. I, <laughs> I've been. Ref uh, the funny thing is, is I have a couple customers that are like, mm. how do I put this? Like. They have their own printing business, but they don't actually do any printing and they send it to us to do. And I was just like, they're like, oh, I get my steps done at this random person or this random person and this. And then they send it to us. And I'm just like, you need to just get a hold of Nick. Like you need mm -hmm. something like graphic source to just like keep it all in one place. That way when we get artwork, it's all the same. It's all the same mock-ups. It's all the same mm -hmm. notes. Like this mm -hmm. willy-nilly random people on the internet that say they can do steps. And then it's... It's not good. So I put him in contact with uh, Nick and Nick took care of him. So hoping it works out because it'll be sweet for me. Beautiful. Yeah, I love hearing that. Um, easy peasy. I think they mm -hmm. say. So choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated. And that's why we love Chromaline. Go to Chromaline.com and watch Kev's vids or contact him on Instagram at the emulsion guru and get the answers you need fast mm. with love and furious i miss kevin um I'm, i think that's why i'm grumpy and sad it's because no, i'm just like no. cold turkey kevin don't don't try and project or divert from me don't make Sorry. me feel i told you i was emo and now you're telling me you miss somebody else. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, next we have Howard, custom transfers. If you are not using DTF or screen printing transfers in your shop, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> we have partnered with Howard Custom Transfers to get you the transfer you need fast. Check them out at howardct.com. We got a text um, from Candy, I think it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, we got this 
somebody, you know, signed up for, for uh, an account, opened an account with me. And they said, you know, they have a question on there. Like, why, how did you hear about us or whatever? And they so said, sure, 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 made me do it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Which is, yeah, good. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Now you have, now you have the best. Yeah. That's how we do it here. The best. Got the best frames. We got the best chems. We got the best art. We got the best emotion and emulsion. And we got the best transfers. Only the best, baby. Yeah. I don't know. We don't fuck around. I, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm in a mood. Our guest is here. Is he? Mm-hmm. You ready? Have you are you stretched it hey, out? You need... I'm I'm so ready. I got my iced tea. My mm. phone is ringing. I got to walk in today. I ate healthy breakfast. Did you say your phone is ringing? Yeah, it's currently ringing. Oh, don't. I'm this not gonna is... pick it up. I'm I'm all locked in on you, baby. Mm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. What do we got today, bud? All right, little D. Today we have got Andrew. Came in hot. From blackouts oh, printing. Oh my god. Hi. Hey. What's up, dude? I started fucking with the background and I am in trouble. You got the perfect Wayne's World background? Yeah, I was trying to not have that. <laughs> well, oh, it worked. Let me see here. So. Oh fuck. Oh no. <laughs> Delaware is better. Um okay. There you go, even better. <laughs> oh. You look comfy now. Kind of. Here, come on, do this. Let's see if we can get it. We'll get it all synced up. Yeah, hands behind the head. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's perfect. My contacts contacts are in. I have have holographic glasses. I'm a little offended you didn't choose my background, honestly. I would have. I knew there were times when you walked like you guys walked away. So like when you had when that guy had the gun or what the fuck ever, <laughs> I just couldn't remember the episode. I couldn't remember the episode, so I had to like the first one I found was like fucking screenshot. What was that, Justin? <laughs> that was Justin's episode, wasn't it, Justin Lawrence, where you got the gun out? I don't remember. Yeah, you're saying that I that I heard the explosion or whatever. Yeah, and you ran out the back, and <laughs> yeah, that's the only time that's the only time I could remember, and then I found it. Dude, the ET statue back there is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's on loan from my buddy Gordon. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So how are you guys? I'm sorry I did that. I actually didn't know. Dope. I just thought I thought, that, I thought that'd be funny to see pretend I was <laughs> stupid about it. Because <laughs> why not? It's it's only What's t-shirts, man. It's only t-shirts. It's only t-shirts, dude. Only we're, t-shirts. Me and Andy, me and Andy decided already that we're in a mood today. We're both sad. He's emo and I'm just grumpy. So you have to oh, carry fuck. this entire episode. <laughs> I'm uh, California sober. <laughs> what does that mean? That uh, means I'm just smoking weed. Okay, good. So anyway, how's it going? But, How's the shop today? Pretty good. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't two days ago because the you know everything's run on hoses for like the hydro booth area, right? I'm still old school. I don't have all that fancy tech, and it just decided to be the day that the fittings and the hoses were just going to take a dumper. So water on the floor, trips to Home Depot, refitting hoses, just you know stupid shit. And I'm glad that wasn't today. Yeah. So that I didn't have to work on that today. That's something that is 
a hundred percent a constant thorn in my side is an air leak or a water leak in the shop somewhere absolutely like nothing we never have like we were just talking about this yesterday how like when we shut everything down in the shop like we hear hissing from somewhere like the press oh, yeah. or the reclaims hissing or whatever and it's like we shut all the air compressors off every night so when we get in, in the morning like everything's out of air all the choppers are down like, you know, whatever. I have, I'm learning as we all are most things, like how to do most things in life from, you know, reels. And I saw this reel the other day and this guy had a, a hose and he had the, the threads on the hose and he was putting Teflon tape on it. And in the past, yeah. I've always taken my Teflon tape flat, you know, and just wrapped it around, but he took it and he twisted You got to go the right. Oh yeah. Well, for one, yeah, you have to go the right direction because otherwise no, you twist it. Mm -hmm. but he twisted it into like a rope and then fed it through the threads first, like the, the valleys of the threads and then yeah. flattened it and then did the flat part. Have you ever, does that how you do it? Because I've never done it like that. that. Yeah, that that's, that's how you would do it. So, because that's where the ceiling happens, right? Is inside the, mm -hmm. those that's threads. Right. It's not, it's not those little parts. It's not those tiny parts. And so if you fill that, you fill that void, then it's going to close mm -hmm. indefinitely. Right. Yeah, I'm, a super I mechanical, <laughs> I'm a super mechanical head dude. So mm -hmm. like, I'm yeah, I don't, uh, I, I will help do construction. Like I'm totally cool with like building things on my own, but plumbing and electrical, I will not do. Sign I, me up. I will not do plumbing or electrical. It's not. I don't like electrical. Things are going to leak. Or you die. I would rather die and be shocked than to do plumbing. <laughs> because I always have a water leak somehow. Yeah. And you, it's know our, you know what's my arch nemesis with plumbing? Is hooking the hose up to the air or to the fucking pressure washer. Always leaks. Mm -hmm. Do that Teflon trick and it won't. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to now, apparently. Yeah. Fuck, dude, it works good. I got I have a lot of stuff that uh, leaks, and that's how we fix it. <laughs> or like uh, you can, all, it, it's not really the best. You can use pipe dope. So like when I did the airline, when you're doing gas line, you just yeah. basically clog the seal and send it, dude. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. for real. It's only t-shirts. So anyway, you had that issue a couple of days, but you're good now. Oh yeah, that was just to send someone to Home Depot with the credit card and buy the parts and then put it back together. So. I went to 10,000 years ago, I went to college for auto mechanics. Mm -hmm. So I basically fix everything. As soon as it breaks, we'll fix it because I don't like paying people to fix stuff. If, if $700 is what's going to cost me to pay someone to fix it, if I can do it in $300 in tools, then guess what? I own that new tool. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That was the best part about building things here is I ended up with a ton more tools. But I also yeah. realized how much time it took. Like, oh, yeah. oh, to redo this office took me like a year. And it was like, if I paid somebody, it would have been done in a week. But yep. DIY. I gonna, absolutely. And I, so I was, I'm in the same boat. I was going to make some like off wall, like screen racks for big poster frames, just like, you know, in a corner, some little strips right. of wood. And it was just like, fuck it. I just need to buy the steel and, you know, just <laughs> do it right. Right. Mm -hmm. Just. Sometimes it can't be cheap about it anymore. I mean, it, so you said forever ago you did, uh, what were you saying? Auto mechanics or something? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I went to, went to, that's what I went to college for. So, so how did you yeah. end up here? Well, you guys called me. Well, other than that, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking around. Um, okay. So Jesus, 10,000 10, years ago. Uh, so I was 17 years, real story. Sorry. 17 years old. I was working at a shopping mall. 
at the pretzel factory. Good old mm. pretzel factory. Like and, across, uh, and it was actually a pretzel maker. But yeah, you just same. made that sound so much fancier than it is. Fuck what you is like, it? How do you oh, say it? Did you go to Did you go to Antian's? Antian's. It's fucking Antian's, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't show, don't try and church it up, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Day. I, I went can't and got go. a pretzel the other day at Antian's, and it was the it's the like ambiance and Antian's. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so no. Nah, so what it was is I worked in the in the shopping mall at the pretzel factory, and then this dude had a cart. You know, they have a little cart set up in the shopping mall, and he did one-off embroidery. He had these little one-head machines, and I was like, well, I'd rather do that because you know, guess who isn't a screen printer and never was in a band. So I wanted to embroider stuff for my band, right? And so I started doing that and then wanted to work at a shirt t-shirt shop. And so I kept calling places. And then one day, it was right after 9-11, one day they called and they were like, hey, we need help catching the dryer. You know, that last, that, that the classic last minute, I need help catching the dryer. So I show up, I turn up and then catch a dryer. And then the next week I'm putting sleeves on the shit for the nitty gritty dirt band. And it was just the weirdest, it was the weirdest time when I go back and think about it. Cause that was again, when I was 17, 18 years old and I'm 40 years old now. So that was a long fucking time ago. I mean, there's <laughs> two lives ago. Um, in all of that, I decided that I needed to go to college and figure out what the hell I was actually going to do with my life because surely I wasn't going to print t-shirts forever. Mm-hmm. Here, I, here I am. Went to auto school, went to auto school, got a bachelor's degree in fixing cars, realized I liked doing it too much as for fun and I didn't want to kind of ruin the passion of it. Wanted mm-hmm. to still be able to play and have fun at home, work on cars, do things like that. Plus at that time, I was man, you know, I was 21 managing production at a shop that did a bunch of gymnastic stuff and kids sports stuff. Uh, so you were still that. there during school. Yeah. So I was doing night school. And so okay. all the, all the dudes in night school already changed oil and stuff all day long. And I was printing t-shirts all day long. And so it was this kind of weird dynamic, but everybody was crotchety and grouchy and whatever. Cause it's fucking night school, you know, everybody's there right. till 11 then has to be up at six to go to work. And you know, you're just grinding through it and like just right. whatever. And starting out, I was making more money, money managing production when I graduated high school than I would, or not high school, college, than I would have been going and starting like doing tire and oil and shit like that. Right. And so basically I couldn't, af- I couldn't afford to step backward to go into auto industry and then realize, no, I didn't really want to. I'd like the skills that I learned, but I didn't want to have trashed hands from printing or well from auto mechanics. Now I have them from printing, mm-hmm. um, but like mm-hmm. it was just a weird career change. And so then I managed production at the shop for years, years and years. And then 2007, eight, Whenever that whole economic thing happened, a guy worked for, we did a lot of work for cities at that point and, uh, you know, kids clubs, gymnastics and shit like that. And everything was on 30, 60 day terms because they take them, they'd sell them or they distribute it to their employees in the city to cut a check or whatever. Well, when the government collapses, guess who's the last person to get paid? T-shirt guy. Right. Yeah. And so at that, at that point, you know, being in Denver, we had, uh, 
uh, a place that I don't know if it was Cayman or if it was Imprints Wholesale at that point, but it might have been Cayman. But there's a distributor that was up on the other side of town that was in town. And at that point, the guy owed them like, fuck, like 90K, dude. And then he had leans on presses. He had one of the first, one of those big old gray Ray Paul dryers, you know, that before MR bought, like, bought into him and started making those Sprint 2000s. Like, he had one of those. And he had next level shit for the time. And then it all just got took away because right. he, 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 yeah, he owed what well, he owed. And then his, his accounts receivable was $120,000 and the cities and governments, nobody was paying him. It was a push. So he had to go out. So long story short, he was an older guy. He couldn't get everything together. And so we did some work. Uh, I ended up getting some of the equipment from him for basically working for him for eight weeks. And that's how I started. And then I, stuffed it all in a little two and a half car garage and stupid me i had an inline number machine at that time too and i said i had one of those i I still have it yeah that's a nightmare because you if you're like for changing colors and stuff it's just oh fuck that yeah so we use a whole can of screen opener plus you use about half a half a pint of press wash i went and you're the only way I got around it was um, we switched to only offering like black or white. And then I bought an right. extra screen or something like that. And then I was like, right. let's get rid of this. Like, why are we even doing this? But back to this accounts receivable thing, I'm, I'm curious. Sure. So um, I would say a month ago, we lost our biggest account. And um, that's, that was a pretty significant blow. And I, um, to try and fill that void, um, you know, like that saying when a door closes, another one opens. And so it actually did. Right. Um, and we have this opportunity right now to print for a pretty kick-ass new client. Um, and we've been going back and forth and we have like all these pending orders and the first order, the initial order is going to be, um, around 30 K. All right. And it's going to be an ongoing thing because they, um, they, it's, it's merch for, um, for a large, for a, for a television show and they are the merch provider. Right. And so we're going to bring all this stuff ongoing. Sure. And we've, um, kind of worked through pricing and everything. And so we just get this email, um, that says, Hey, you know, our, is it a couple things? Is that the best you can do on pricing? And also, (laughs) can you provide terms? So initial order, mm. we've never done business. They're not, you know, we don't know. And yeah, we can vet them and say, okay, well, we're going to need some credit references or whatever. But we are going to, are we supposed to, and would you, like, what would you do in the situation you want to, they're not going to be as large as our, this large customer we lost, but it, it could, it's going to be something, right? It's going to be sure. part of it. But um, here we are now and we have to, you know, provide, term. we don't have to. We're at, we have a phone call scheduled later today, but we have, what would you do in this situation? Because you want, you know, to start filling that void with, with other clients, but how far do you, how bad do you want and how much are you willing to risk and say, okay, well, yeah, we're going to do terms. And also we're going to tighten up this pricing just a little bit. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> you know, Did you see, do you see my text message? Um, what's wrong? No, nothing's wrong yet. Oh. I want you to read it. Because I know you didn't want to say who it was on the show. Yeah, it is. We're doing the same thing. We're quoting the same job. Are you fucking kidding me? 
No. Oh, oh no. Hey, me too. <laughs> no, that's funny. I'm good for you guys. So, no, so, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But so what I would what I would do is, it, but if you know that, that's the power your description of was very close to what I am doing the same thing. I have a meeting at one. Well, around one o'clock, I'm supposed to call it. That's fucking crazy. And she said the same thing. She said, can you do better on pricing and like all this other stuff? So like literally exactly what you said is exactly what I'm sorry. Um, That sucks that you're not going to get this job, Dylan. But anyway, (laughs) now I have to to undercut the shit out of it just so I could take it from Andy. Oh shit. Well, um, I was, I was, you know, when you're doing this and you're not sure if they're getting multiple quotes and you're like, Hey, we were recommended and wouldn't it be like, they like us because of our quality and service and they're just trying to get pricing, you know? And now all of a sudden you hear, and you always in your back of your head, like, Hey, maybe it's being quoted out and, and we have to do a little bit better. You know, we want to make everything funny. It's super funny too, because I had the exact same vibes from her that like, but it seemed so casual in conversation that it was like not she wasn't looking around because she was just like, oh, I was hoping right. the price would be this. And, you know, what's the price for folding and bagging and like all this other stuff. And <laughs> we I, did like, that one, too. Right. And I did the whole thing. And she's like, oh, I was hoping the all in price included folding and bagging and like all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And I was just like, but the funny the funniest part of it is, is I told her something that I like not learned, but like picked up from the show was like. I'm willing to do better on pricing if you're willing to do better on turnaround. We we talked about that before. Like, don't just give up pricing for no reason. Like, it needs to be a give and a take. Turnaround. Remember, you mean oh, we said that before. What do you mean? No, just like the turnaround in general. Like, I don't want her to. Or, well, you know, I don't want her to give me all this stuff and then be like, I need it in like a week. Hmm. So I was like, if you're willing to do better on like turnaround for all these orders, hmm. then I'm willing to do better on pricing. Dylan, I, we've never gone head to head on a quote before. You know what we should do is you, you uh, split it. To, you should work together. Work yeah. together on it. <laughs> no, for real life. If if they're getting yeah. three bids, which most people do, hey everybody out there, if you have the same scenario, hit these guys up. The three of you can work together, and guess what? Instead of a two dollar shirt, <laughs> now you can all get a two dollar and twenty five cent we, shirt. We price fix. Nobody's it. gonna do. <laughs> right. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's where this industry fucks up. Is because everybody's gonna cut each we other should, down. It'd be amazing if we were the only it. two people that were quoting this, and we should just jack our prices up and have them both right. do the same. Right. You know, um, I wonder if. Remember because how last week or like two episodes ago, I said I had this big embroidery job that I wanted someone to do. And I was going to send that was this job because huh. they had the PDF of all the apparel and then they had the PDF of all these hats with all these locations and everything. And that's well, why I was like, I'm, I don't want to like, handle all that. Also, I'm super stoked to do this show, particular show. Like it's yeah. it would be fun. You know I was saying? too. And so but uh, I'm wondering if they, you know, be if they contacted us because of this, you know what I mean? And they're like, what? I don't they think, think they that we talk? Because... I mean, that's so weird. I haven't been working personally on this quote. I've been looped in a little bit. Megan is handling I've it. I've been personally but... handling it. I stayed late the other night doing all the quoting. Like <laughs> I was here for like hours putting it together. That's incredible. Um, what are we going to do? All right. We'll have to talk about this after because. That's so stupid. That blows. So, it... you know. Go ahead. The answer that the answer that I was going to have before we found out you guys are going to end up kicking each other's asses <laughs> one of these days. Um, mm-hmm. What I would tell them, Andy, is I would tell them that 
if they want terms, then they're mm -hmm. going to pay, you're going to pay. If you want terms, you pay what I want. Right. right. If I, if, if you want me to do it for your rate, write me a check, put that shit in my hand, bud. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's amicable, right? Like you get that what sounds I fair, get, Right. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, some people don't do that, but that's what I tell them. I've, I don't. And so from back, 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 back to the 120 grand in, in receivables and 90 something in owed to this day, I still don't have accounts with, um, any of the warehouses. I don't have credit accounts, dude. I buy every, I buy everything on a credit card. I get 15 month, no interest cards so I can float them and have the same terms. Uh, when somebody's late and giving me payment and I have to float it, I never have to talk to Karen upstairs in accounting to release jobs. Cause I don't know if you've ever worked at a place or been in a place like that. Like that's the worst. All you want to do is order some shit from, from, uh, Denko or something. And like, they're like, nah, man, you got to talk to homegirl and pay some shit before you can buy some shit. And that's sloppy business. You can't do that. It's not yeah. worth it. So if my client can't pay me, how do I know they have the money to do it too? Cause I'm not a fucking bank. Well, I'm guessing that she, you know, they're going to, they, they're buying, it's not like it's, um, it's on demand printing for the fulfillment for this merch. They're, they're pre-buying sure. all of this merch. They're going to, um, put it, um, store it at a three PL. Um, gotcha. and then, um, so like they're out, that money. Right. And so she's trying to buy herself a month or whatever. Right. While that, sure, while she sure. sells through some of that inventory, sure, maybe she sure, sells sure. through half, I don't know, in a month, I don't know what they're going to sell through, but she's trying to buy a little time, obviously. Right. And we're supposed right. to be the bank on that. <laughs> right. And so, you know, like fun how that always happens. Yeah. It's always fun how that happens to us, I but you have that. to decide you get to finance this, right? You do. You know, you have to decide if it's worth it because another one of my questions here in a minute, I was listening to this podcast and this guy is phenomenal. You should, I reckon, highly recommend this um, podcast. It's um, on my first million who Steven from Campus Inc. turned me on to this, to this uh, podcast. Um, not this episode, but this, the whole podcast in general. And this sure. episode is um, Jesse Itzner, I think you, is his name. But he founded a bunch of companies and he was talking about how um, do you provide more value than your customer is expecting? And also like the second part to that, are you providing more value than your competition? And so like what sets you apart? And one of the things he was describing is that he um, he founded Marquee Jet. And so it was like a kind of like, you know, not that you have your own private jet and not that you even not like NetJet where you're buying um, very expensive memberships that cost millions, but just hours. And so he would he would say, hey, I'm going to sell 25 hours a year um, of private jet flying. And he went and did that and was really successful. And a lot of the his first um, clients, customers, he would he would go like beyond expectations. And so let's say. Andrew, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to buy into this. And you did. Um, and you were flying to Mexico. And then, well, he would go and arrange like things in Mexico. Like he would email you and say, hey, here, by the way, here's, you know, a couple of uh, emergency emergency numbers in case you need them to um, a hospital. And here's, I, may, I went ahead and made reservations every night while you're there right. at, a, at a place to eat. You don't have to use them. 
you know, but just in right. case you're there and you can't get a, a meal or whatever, I've reserved these spots. And so he went like and did these extra things. And um, I was just curious, like, do you do that often? And also, it, this is one of those instances like, okay, yeah, maybe you provide because we are, we, we're trying to fill a void of a customer we lost. Maybe we do say yes to terms and also lowering the price. And I don't want to be in that situation because I want to say, because we never, we, we rarely, right. shouldn't say never, but we rarely come off our pricing. But in this instance, they're going to be like a, like a regular account, right? And they're going to be placing orders and it's something we want. And it's just happens that the timing wise, we, we lost a customer now we can gain one. And so like, when do you go beyond um, expectations of like, not only the customer, but your competitors. And so you have to pick and choose, I guess. I don't know. It's true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's why this business is weird. It's almost about who you know and how you interact with them. You know, because end of the day, like you said, you're partnering together, right? What it's do you mean? Like oh, with this customer? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's not like you're they're walking off the street and you're making them a burger and kicking them down the road. I mean, you guys are kind of if if they succeed, you succeed, and if shit goes south, well, shit just went south for you too. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's, that's the weird thing about this business too, especially when you start floating stuff for people. You know, yeah. We, we rarely float anything. I think our clientele is all pay up front. And right. funny thing is I have a customer that I've been working with for probably 15 years now that he's in a situation where he hired somebody to basically, like he's done the sales for forever. Like the artwork, the sales, whatever we, we do a ton of business together every year. Last year, he hired somebody like, OK, this is going to be my first employee, you know, whatever. And then an employee kind of dropped the ball and he's back to where he's like, I just can't trust anybody. I need to do this myself or not at all or whatever. And I'm like, well, you can't not do it at all. Like we've done like millions of dollars over the years, like together, like we have to figure something out. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, what if I just like become kind of like an employee to you and you pay me like a commission or something? And uh Basically, I was just like, well, I don't know how exactly we do that because most of his customers, he floats on terms. And I'm like, I don't do that at all. Like I, I get payment all up front. And he's like, well, most of my stuff is schools and whatever. I'm like, well, mm. I think we have to figure something out to where you can do this on your end again. And we just do what we're doing because I don't want to float all that money for you. Like, nor, I don't should, nor should we have to. I mean, that's right. one of those whack ass things that print shops do is we end up becoming banks for people. And it's like, that's where all the cash flow issues that, you know, come in, you know, and Mark talks about that a whole bunch, right? Like you start floating too much cash for people. There's no, nothing for you. Right. Like how yeah. the fuck is that? How the fuck is that sustainable? Cause it's not, right. you know, unless you have great credit terms or something that's not costing you money, you know, like, promotional credit cards or something that's actually doing things for you. Like it's actually might be costing you fucking money to flow them yep. and, and stress. And you know, the act of having to rob Peter to pay Paul to keep it going. Right. That's the so, worst yeah. part. That's by far it, the worst part. What's that thing in that movie? I don't remember, even remember. Fuck you. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> Basically and, that, you know, right. So I think back that, to this, <laughs> go ahead, Amy, let you finish yeah. it. Yeah, to finish to finish this off, I think it's a mix. I think that you have to decide, um, you know, for for customers, walk-in customers, um, emailing uh, customers, emailing us like first-time customers or phone calls or that kind of stuff. You know, it's payment in full, and before we start your order, we, there's no relationship there. 
Um, but then also, you know, we have a license with a college in our city and they um, pay on terms, but they always pay, you know, and so it's, are you okay with, um, and I think it kind of comes back to that is like, if, if we're going to provide terms, our pricing is a little bit higher, you know, and so we're, we're for floating it for 30 days, we have to have it make sense. And so I think that, I think for, I don't know if it has to be all or none. I think that if you, if, if you partner with a few people that are on terms and it makes sense, you know, then um, financially, then that's good. I think it's okay. I don't think it has to be, oh, we never... We never do terms. It's always pay us up front or we always do terms. I think maybe there's something in there. Yeah, there's a happy medium. As long as you trust the person, then it's fine with me. Like I'll usually float if it's like a school or a big organization because like they're not going anywhere. Like, Mm. I mean, you were saying the actual city screwed him because they wouldn't Mm. pay him, but that sucks. But usually a bigger company pays their bills for the most part. back, Back to your story, you you purchased from equipment from this guy you worked at before. Like, did you know how to do the rest of the business or were you just strictly production and you were going to figure the rest out? No. So I, I did, I was production manager and I did some simple like art step shit. Uh, what's up Casey's page mill, dude, that banana <laughs> stuff. So gross. <laughs> so remember that? I mean, Andy, I know Andy finally remembers oh, yeah. that stuff. Mm. Was so yeah. And terrible. they were out of um, Colorado, Denver. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were just up by the t-shirt warehouse too. So it was, it was all right there. It was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I first learned doing stuff like that. And, uh, and ultimately in school, when I was in college, I had a class in how to run an automotive shop. So all of my business of a screen print shop is just regurgitated how to run an automotive shop. It's all super similar. Like we deal oh, a is. lot with. It's all it's all service work. Yeah, like we deal a lot with like the con, like construction crews and like carpenters and all this other stuff. And re, in reality, we're all like doing a craft, yep. like, and we're just trying to run business in the background. And it's funny, like how similar all those things are. It's just they're making houses and we're printing shirts. Yep, it's, they're they're so, very much similar. So you just kind of hit the ground running then? Like, did you have anybody yeah, so, coming with you or were you hiring no, people? Or what, what was that no, it, it was me, myself and I, uh, got all the shit, put it in two and a half car garage. I was having to reclaim in my basement and haul it upstairs, like just this whole, whole disaster of things. But I had a, at that point I was probably 24 years old. I had a couple hundred bucks to my name. I had a buddy who worked at Best Buy and he got me QuickBooks for employee price. So, you know, basically next to nothing. And I had a couple clients and just kind of worked and printed shit and did more and started just kind of doing the thing, you know, the standard, standard sort of trajectory that every dumbass <laughs> it grows into whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody decides that, you know, it, I don't think not one of us says, I want to own a t-shirt business. It was more of a, I don't want to work for myself and what is the, or I don't want to work for anybody else. And what is the vehicle to do so? Right. At least, at least for me, that's what that was. Like, I love t-shirt printing. I hate the business of this. Uh, Garment decorating is gross and disgusting, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I, I like it as a vehicle to not have to do anything under anybody i could do whatever the right. fuck i want exactly but it means i have to work like nine million hours a week but did you have a focus back then because i know you do like poster printing and apparel printing and no i print if the, that that was the thing about the guy that i worked for 
is I learned a lot on his dime because he'd sell, he'd sell anything. So I learned how to print on cassette tapes. I learned how to print on CDs. I learned, you know, uh, standard, you know, one color, like vinyl printing, um, with that nasty chemical stuff, uh, mm -hmm. classes, all transfer printing. I learned that a uh, number, number press printing, basically everything. So I, like I've, I've printed belts, I've printed tennis shoes, I've printed That's awesome, all kinds man. of shit, all kinds there's of so shit. Much, I mean, there's so much screen, stuff that you could print on. Well, there's so many things in the world that are screen printed. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the gauge face in your car, well, in nineties cars, the gauge right. face in nineties cars, they're screen printed. Right. The graphic screen printed. You say no now, or are you always a yes man? Like you still print anything or no, if I, if I, I say yes, if I can make money and with that auto shop mentality, it's all for me, it's billable hours, right? If, if, if it's going to take two hours, well, it costs, it costs two hours to do it. Right. It may, and then I can divide that, you know, I can divide that up under however many pieces and give you a price. Right. But when it's specialty stuff like that, that's, it's not like same standard garment printing or, you know, I do posters, but not a ton of them. I, I really enjoy doing them, but I do them all by hand and I don't, I don't want to do them all the time. I've got a buddy in town who does them. He's a phenomenal poster printer and I'd much rather just have him do them. It's funny that you say that too, because I had another conversation with two different people recently in DMs about uh, pricing on, on things. And, you know, they were trying to take on a job that they didn't really know if they could do or whatever. And it's, it's just them like in their basement or their garage or whatever. And it's kind of like, I'm like, all right, well, this is what I would charge. And you're going through all the nuts and bolts of like, this is a quote and all this other stuff. And then when it came down to it, I was like, you know what? Like, I hate to say this because you don't want that race to the bottom thing, but it's like, what are you just comfortable making? Like you're doing right. this yourself. You're doing it on nights and right. weekends. You're whatever. It's like in reality, like they want to do this hoodie job or this, whatever it is. And you want to do it in transfers instead. Like, how long do the math like, okay, I have to press this for 15 seconds between loading, unloading, all this other stuff. It's going to take me another 10, 15 seconds. So figure it's going to be 30 seconds per side, figure out that in time, be like, okay, this is going to take me a 40 hour work week to do this job. Right. What do you want to make in those 40 hours? You know what I mean? Like just not randomly pick a number, but like crunch your numbers and be like, okay, I can do it for this price because you don't have overhead. You don't have employees. You don't have whatever. Just, just make what you want to make. Like if you're cool with making that money, then do it. But they're like, Oh, I don't want to undercut and I don't want to charge too much. I don't want to whatever. And I'm like, just do what you give them a number that you're happy with and just see how it goes. Right. That was, that was how I used to do a lot of things early in those, in those days. And then again, just have to figure out what it costs you an hour. To, I mean, knowing your numbers, everybody knows, but knowing your numbers is, where it's yeah. at. That, that's how when you two fuckers are going to end up fighting each other in the parking lot, <laughs> you can say, I told them three cents less, you asshole. And then they say, yeah. And then, you know, like that's where the, that's where everybody can afford the three cents less because they know their numbers so much. Right. That either they're, they're willing to take that risk and or loss or they legit know that they're still going to profit while giving away potentially thousands of dollars over three cents. I don't even want to fucking take that job now. I don't either. I'm so, I'm I was salty. just thinking like, I don't even care. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, yeah, it would be nice, but you know, I have other 
bigger fish. Well, fish the, my the, back fucking hurts, you know, like if the my, funny part about it is we're both talking about the same thing. And she was <laughs> she did a very good job of not saying I'm quoting this out to a bunch of people. But like my thinking a couple of days ago when we talked about the pricing and like trying to like give her a better price and all sort of stuff, I was like, you know what? I'm willing to give her a better price and whatever and work something out. If it's going to be a relationship, like me and you are on the same page and like, you're not price hunting. It's just us mm-hmm. in a relationship. That's where I was cool. But now that I find out she's cheating on me with you, <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck Why, why am I giving her a better price? Why don't I just say, this is my price. Take it or leave it. That's how, that's how those brokers get you, dude. That's how they, that's how they, they're driving in super dope cars. And they're, you know, yeah. it's their, their pay, their pay, their, they don't give a shit about the print. Oh yeah. I know all they're this. Paid, I'm just saying. Right. Well, but what I'm saying is they're paid to solve a problem and if they can sell it for cheaper, they benefit. So they're, of course they're going to smooch, smooch you and be like, Hey buddy, how you doing? Yeah, we'll yeah. do it for, you know, cause they don't care. They don't care about us. Yeah. And I think that it's different. <laughs> um, I think that there's, so normally we are, um, at capacity, you know? And so it's like, why would I, you should never discount your work when you are at capacity. Like, why would you, you know, because you're, no. you're, you're, you know, you're running the presses, everything's spinning from eight to five or seven thirty to four these days. And, um, why would you ever accept work at a discount when everything is fine? Well, you know, I guess the, the perfect storm happened and that we lost this client. Um, not for anything we did, by the way, um, they're, they're actually going away. Um, I think. And so altogether, if, if you know what I mean, right. and I right. think, um, you know, so there's that and we're saying, Oh, we need to fill this void. And then also, um, we had a, we unsurged, you know, the last couple of weeks until this week it, it half surged again. And so we're sort of like, wait, you know, we're, what's going on here is the, you know, is, is the economy, is everything slowing down a little bit? You know, I talked to, um, so SNS, maybe I shouldn't say this, but saying it, um, said that September was down like as a company, right? Because right. we were down in September for the year. We're only off a couple of percentage points, but some te- our September was down. And like, what is it? Why are we down? Is it a combination of a few things? Yeah. But, um, you know, you're, you're taking all of these things as a business owner. You're like, I have these expenses. There's 26 people here and they all have, this is their livelihood. You know, they have mortgages and car payments and kids and all that stuff. And so we have to keep the place running. And, uh, and so are you willing to take, uh, shave off a few, a, a few, a few shave percentage points, <laughs> shave, shave a few pubes to get the, if job. you're willing to shave off your, pubes, I, I'll do like that. Yeah, let's anything do done. Um, but <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're saying, yeah. you're like, okay, well the perfect storm happened and we're a little below capacity. And so let's fill that up and yeah, fuck it. Um, we'll, 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 we'll make a deal here because you, it sounds like you're being genuine. You're coming to us because we're going to build this partnership and we're going to, you know, like both it's a win-win, you know what I'm saying? Nobody loses. It's going to be great. Let's go. And you don't care about 50 cents or a dollar. You're like, give me some good quality and some service. And we're going to sell a fuck out of these shirts and we're all, everything right. is good. And now it's like, Oh, you're getting multiple quotes. It's just like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know, everything <laughs> changes a little bit, especially from a good friend, like, uh, one of my besties, you know, it sucks. But you can't, but, but you can't control that. That's because this industry is so small. I mean, like imagine being in LA, dude, like there's so many screen printers, like you either have a lot of friends or you have a lot of people that you 
just don't, yeah. you know, like, I think, I think that's I'm why just this world's so, weird. I think I'm just so emotionally attached to the industry that when I hear from a customer that they're already working with a shop that I know, I immediately mm-hmm. back off. I'm like, I don't, I don't want any part in this because I don't want to, it's more important to me to have that friendship with another printer than it is for me to like take that job. It's just like, a there was a case, it, yeah. there was a case of that a little while ago where a really good friend of mine's shop basically lost an employee and that employee came to me of like, Hey, I would like to work with you. And I was like, I like you too, like whatever, but I can't. Like, it sounds like the, it sort of sounds this. like a bro code. Like if you and yeah, I, are like friends I, I can't fuck your ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, wait, she's off limits. <laughs> right. Like I even though you guys aren't together, like I, yeah. you know, it can't can't be Esquimalt bros. And being in De- being in Denver here, like, there's a lot of screen printers. There's a lot of good screen printers in Denver. So like if everybody I'm a mentality of stick in your lane, and there's no reason to be like I don't know I don't know most of the people in town, uh, but there are great printers in town, both textile and poster. There's great I mean, printers everywhere. It's like just so poster, hard. poster, poster printing. One of the old school dudes, Lindsey Coons, in town. Like he's a fucking OG legend of printing like awesome rad concert posters. You know. We just talked. Yeah. Uh, we just spoke last week. Um, recorded an episode. It'll come out this coming Monday with yep. um, Silkscreen Machine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he does yeah. a lot of live stuff. You know, but also is local. Yeah, that's so. Uh, that's what I've heard about. I've heard about that. That's the guy that has the. The mobile truck and goes and mm-hmm. designs right yeah. that's yeah. cool it's a cool concept i mean it's it's uh denver's a weird city i mean some of the people some of the people that i print for are people i went to middle school with nine thousand years ago I mean, right it's it, it's weird when you start to have the, the realization that some of the people you work with you've known them lo- or you've known them longer than you were when you met them. So like if I met somebody when you were 11, I'm 40, man, I've known you for fucking 39 or 29 years, dude. Mm, like, yeah. Like that's insane to me because I mean, that's just how small in a cow town this place still sort of isn't, but used to be. I think the truth of it is, and is we all like to say it's just a client, just a customer, it's whatever. And, you know, we'll take in the jobs that come in or whatever. But I feel like no matter what I do, I forge some kind of personal relationship with right. all these customers. So that's what I mean. Like that's it, where the partnership it puts comes a, in. Right. It puts a bitter taste in my mouth when you know that that partner, that customer is even remotely looking in another direction. It just yeah. kind of makes you be like, well, you know, Fuck you two then. Like, like I don't want to do the extra anything because you're just doing like you're just looking for numbers. Well, my numbers need to be here now. Like I thought we were buds and I would give you some help, but well, but also depending on how big the organization is, at what at what direction is the request for the numbers coming? You know, is it literally yeah. the per, is that literally the person's desire, or, or you know, when we're talking about those bigger brokers companies that do stuff. You know, is it their desire to, to earn that little extra commission or is it literally their boss saying, fuck you, try harder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? There's that too. And, that, yeah. and, and, there, and sometimes when that's when those personal relationships, it gets real greasy because, you know, maybe of no fault of your buddy or your, your <laughs> partner. Right. Yeah. There, there's somebody above them telling them, I don't give a shit if it's your friend, figure it out. 
I mean, that's how gross, that's how gross business is. That's one of the reasons why the garment industry is disgusting because it's still art, but people are willing to pay pennies for art. I mean, we're not creating, we're not creating it, but without us, y'all be fucked. So. Yeah. (laughs) So where, where are you at in business now though? Like, I mean, you've been doing it forever, but are you happy where you are now or do you want to grow more? Do you want to get into other things? I'm happy every, I'm happy every, not every day, <laughs> you know, the ups and downs, but I'm happy every day. Cause I'm doing it for myself. Um, the dudes that work for me are great dudes. Uh, we're all buds. Uh, I've known them for years too. And I mean, it's business, but it's only t-shirts, you know, like yeah. we can take it, we can take it serious. I don't want to be the biggest in the world. I'm just okay to be the biggest in my world. Yeah. Right. Right. On a, on a note of that though, too, just from like looking at your Instagram and stuff, like I do nothing with it. <laughs> I know, I but it? I know, but there's things that you do that make me happy in a sense of like, I saw one about doing swatches on your colors to make sure they were right. And the Pantones right. were right. right. And then you're, you're taking pictures in a loop all the time. So you, just the fact that you have a loop and that you're looking at stuff makes me know you care about detail and registration yeah. and shit like that. And yeah, that's something that's something we've been dealing with here uh over the past couple of weeks is just because we got this laser now and we're getting it's like nerding out on things that I don't know if we need to nerd out on. Like to a degree we want it to be like, oh, we're getting perfect dots, we're we're getting this, we're getting that, and then okay, registration's here. Or, you know, are we getting a hundred percent registration from Trilock on press or are we, is every screen going to be an eighth of an inch off or 16th of an inch off or whatever. And it's like, we've just been nitpicking that. That's, for, how, that's how you do it though. That's how you refine Right. I know, process. which is awesome. But that's what I'm saying. It makes me happy to look at your stuff and be like, I love when other printers have those concerns. There's right. too many printers out there just like slap ink in a screen, print it, looks good. It's roughly okay. Right. Right. And, and you Espe- call it good. especially especially in punk rock merch because people don't right. care. No, well, my I, question I, is my question is more how far in the weeds do you go and are you willing to go? And will you cancel a job if it's not up to your in the weeds nerdy printer standards? Um yeah, I mean I'll it's got to look good. So that's how I've gotten everywhere I've gotten with my myself as a professional printer is I'm super OCD with things. If I can find no faults, 95% of the rest of the people in the world are never going to see it. Yeah. Right. That's, 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 that's the reality. That, that's, that's that convergence, right? That's that convergence of, of a, of a three foot look or three inch look, right. you know, or looking through a loop, right? Like where between there do you keep it happy? But no, if, if it's got to go, I mean, shit, if it's got to go one more lap around to make it look right. Thank you for saying that. That sucks. Yep. That, that sucks, but fuck that, that sucks, but fuck it. Right. Uh, I had one, I had one client who, I, when I was when I was billing it out, I made the mistake in, of instead of just saying this is what it costs, I made the mistake of saying white base, color, color, highlight white. And they're like, well, no, we've only ever paid for one white. And so I'm like, well, can I see what you were doing? And it looked like absolute hot trash. And basically, well, we're not paying for two whites. So I, I, I quit doing that in quoting, uh, still charge it as a four. So I basically ultimately yeah, in that job, same. ultimately in that job, I charged it as a three 
gave them a four because I knew that they weren't going to look like hot fucking trash. Mm-hmm. And I know that I earned their business on that one. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's earning business and it's partnership, man. Like if, if we, we don't have to sit down and have a beer together, but if we can, and we can at least understand each other that much, that's a great working relationship. That means that, that you can, you can efficiently get me what I need and I can efficiently get you what you need. And that's a good cycle of business. It's a good circle, right? Yeah. We've all, we've all had the people that say, Hey, I want 40 shirts. Here's my art. Here's my update art. Here's this, here's this 50 emails later, we've got 40 shirt order done mm-hmm. and fuck me. But in the same respect, I can have people that have, you know, thousands of pieces and they say, Hey, here's the art. Quote me. Okay, cool. Send done. me an invoice. Two emails fucking deep. Done. Yeah. Two, two, two emails deep and a couple texts of like, Hey, thanks dude. Appreciate you or something. Right. Like in and out and good. And so that's like everybody, that's where you find your right clients and you, and you, you cherish them and you take care of them. Yeah. I think you're, um, giving that highlight white, and you would think like, oh, you're just giving it away for free or you're not charging them. No, I think that goes exactly, service. that's the beyond expectations thing that I right. was talking about. You're just, you know, it's going to make the print better because it's not, it'll, it won't be as thick or whatever. You're not using a double underbase, you know what I'm saying? Or PFP in the underbase. Right. It's going to make the print better. And it's not that much more cost to you because it's probably not going to make you spin, you know, you're not going to do another lap in most cases. Maybe you would. Even, even if you had to, though, it's worth it because you're just providing a little more value than they expected. And like you just said, you know, they're they're with you, you know, it made them happy. You gained their business. <clears throat> right. And so I, I like to find I like to fall somewhere between completely grossly negligent and mm-hmm. Danny and his machine shop skills. Right. Like mm-hmm. you talk about hyper focused like that dude's hyper focused. Right. I like to try and find a nice medium where we can put out nice work, but we're still efficient. Right? That's exactly what I was trying to get to is you get to the point where you have to step back and be like, dude, like, what are we even talking about? Like we right. just had to, we just reburn this job, this 12 color job or something, because we didn't like the way that this half tone looked on this or, you know, the way this laid out or whatever. And then you, you step back and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this looks totally fine. Customers never going to know the difference. They're never going to even bat an eye at this, but we're, we're nitpicking it because that's what we do. Like we want it to be better. We know we can make it better. That's the problem. As soon as we know in our minds that we know we can make it better. That's where we're like, we have to stop it. We have to take it down, do it again. And that's the age conversation and discussion that we, that that people have. And I know you guys have had where, okay, it's a rerun. Damn, this looks better than it did last time. Like every time you do it, like we just did a, probably the fourth rerun on a job and the client was like, holy shit, these look better than last time. Right. Like, and we didn't do much. We just tweaked a little bit, like, you know, but after a few thousand shirts, you better fucking have it figured out. Otherwise yeah. you're going out of business right quick. I think it's we a diminishing have. returns thing, you know, where you at a certain right. point that, you know, you can, once you're so close to perfection, I mean, where do you call it quits or not quits, right. but just say, Hey, it's good. You know, let's run it because you're right. going to get diminishing returns as you get just ever so close, closer and closer and closer. Yeah. And sometimes that's fun and you have the time or whatever it is. And you're like, Hey, let's just make this a little better. And well, um, you never we have do that, time. but 
But well, then, when it's a passion, when it's a passion project or a shop yeah. shirt, mm-hmm. yeah, you may make the time, make the time for it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think but the like, biggest one, the biggest one that keeps recurring is just ink colors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they might in the office pick the ink colors for the job, and then when they go to print it and they put it on and they bring it in, they're like, "Well, I wish the blue looked a little different here, or the red looked a little different here, or whatever." But then it gets down to usually the staff arguing about what they think it should look like. And then they call me over there and like, what do you think? And I look at it. I'm like, look at the screen. I'm like, run it. looks good. Yeah. And they go, what the fuck? Like we were going to change this and do this. And it's like, yeah, I understand. But like, r- realistically, the contrast is better on this. The customer is going to like this better. We know what it's supposed to look like roughly. Like the green is supposed to be grass. Like it well, looks how like many, grass. And how many fucking dollars are you guys costing me by sitting here and picking hair? Going back and forth and when it doesn't matter. Uh, sure. Changing it. Sure. Yeah. Your, your very, very, very best client. Fuck, man. Take all that time. But if you, it, it, I guess it all comes down to what's the, what's the overall end run, right? Like if it's right. a fun run, if it's a fun run t-shirt, you don't put it's out like, sloppy work, but if it's a fun run t-shirt, what's, they're never reordering what's the difference it. in, well, yeah, well, what's the difference in, in, in a different shade of a Pantone or like, uh, just a fucking, like a union lemon yellow dude. Like, Hey, right. it's like the cuntest hair off. Nobody's ever going to know ship it dude but if it's like a fine art piece you're using you're you know you're doing spot color steps like behooves you to do that one you know let's say it's a 109 or something right it behooves you to use the right exact color because it's either branded or that's how the artwork steps are built or whatever right like we had a first we had a first the other day that i've never had in all of our years of screen printing uh where and it caused like some shop issues as far as like people debating what it was or not where we had a customer that it was it was actually a motorcycle club and they are a very popular motorcycle club i won't say what it is but uh they had red shirts and they had red ink in the print and it was like black white red ink i can't remember maybe like a gold or something and uh we printed the job yellow yeah, like we printed the job and then um, the red in the design was straight up bucket red. Like our fucking, we buy five gallons of it. It's just, it's red, like the reddest of you red. You still use Monarch? Yeah, Monarch. So it was like, whatever, I can't remember fucking, whatever the red it is. Yep. And uh, customer gets them back to their place and complains. They're like, oh, this red is pink. And I'm like, I hate to tell you, but like, it's, it's fucking bucket red. Like they can't get any more red than this red. And they were like, well, it doesn't look like the shirt. Cause the shirt was just, I don't remember what it was. Say it was a Jersey's regular t-shirt red. Sure. And they were like, oh, well, this isn't red. This is pink. And these are bikers and they're not going to wear pink. And I'm like, it's not fucking pink. Like I'm telling you right now, it's not pink, but just the contrast of that versus the shirt. And the lady came in too. And like, look through our colors. I took her out in the shop. I was like, this is the red we used. She's like, she had to say it too. She was just like, oh, the red in this bucket kind of looks like a pinkish red. I'm like, it's fucking red. Like, I've never had someone be like, this red isn't red enough. And I'm like, we can't get more red. Like, I don't understand what you want to do. How much more, how much more black? None more yeah, black. None more black. Exactly. So I used, I instantly thought of Andy in that sense. And I was like, I don't want to argue with this lady. I just want to fucking, I told her, I was like, I'm just going to reprint the order. I just want you to go away. Um, and we're going to do more of like a dark red, not like red out of the bucket, like more like a blood red or something. 
Sure. But I was just like, whatever, fuck it, fix it, get it out of here. I don't yep. want to. But my initial thing was like, we talked about this last week, I think we're a little bit where I was just like, oh, I just wanted to tell a customer to like, fuck off or whatever. And that was that customer where I'm just like, fuck, let's just fix it. Let's just get it done. But I've never had somebody be like, oh, your red isn't red enough. And I thought we might've like, talked about that. Otherwise I was having deja vu, but yeah, it sounded yeah. familiar. I think, um, those situations suck. You know, you do. Yeah, it sounds do, unfortunate. It sounds yeah. unfortunate. You do a ton of orders every week and then one comes along and you're like, man, I want to quit screen printing. Like, fuck it. You know, like <laughs> it just, why do I do this? You know, cause we had one last week too. And I'm, and, um, it was a, I didn't even want to tell the story because it's just, you know, you, everybody's going to start so crying, dumb. you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it's awful. And then you, then you go home and, you know, you just have a, a sandwich and chill and go to bed and then come back and everything's great. But, you know, at the moment you're just like, why do I, why do I bother? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But most of the orders are great and people look at their shirts and they're like, this is awesome. Thank you. You know, and, you know, those other people are like, this looks pink or whatever. And, and you know, people, it's subjective, isn't it? I mean, some people, see color differently and so uh, but whoever that is you've got to help them you got to just yeah. make it like okay just, fine you know we're gonna we're gonna make this right for you and go to the next job and also she's gonna remember that hopefully you know hopefully my favorite clients are the ones that no matter if it's a small or big job one they or one color or multicolor, they open the box and they go dude these are fucking sick like you can tell that you you fill the void. That's that's right. the that's the passion. And or like or so like this past weekend, uh, we just did a charity car show. So I like printing car show stuff. You know, most people don't like printing cars. I like printing cars. They're fun to me. Um, and so I donate a bunch of time and and some shirts for the thing. Uh, the proceeds uh, benefit the Habitat for Humanity in Caro Springs, which is about an hour south of me. Uh, but this year they raised seventeen thousand dollars and sold two hundred and some odd T-shirts, and so being involved in shit like that is really cool to me because you know I don't I don't have much I don't come from much, but if I can spread and share to make others to bring others up right right might as well. But yeah, cheers you know, to that. Well, but there's also no there's no substitute for sheer stupidity and ignorance. And if you're dumb and ignorant, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> end of episode that's the best yeah. way to end it mic drop <sighs> nah like that's just that. that's where the world the world's got a lot of people that kind of forgot how to use their brain um, and even in just their own spatial awareness of knowing who they are and, and what their effect to the world is on people like you know that's that's something that I wish more young kids would know a little bit more about and I don't think they're going to I think that's a us old guys kind of mm -hmm. last characteristic we're us us as dudes we're we're a weird generation because you know like i was talking with my family about this about doing this and so my dad is like you know this is forever right and he's like well what do you mean it's just a podcast so well you know it's going to be up right like <laughs> unless you guys dissolve the whole business right there's no reason for you to take it off the internet because it's information for the world and there's no reason, right? So it's this will be here forever, right? And and he for him, you could just tell that that was sort of a new concept because you know, in, in my father's life, why 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 would it be around forever? You know, mm -hmm. he's very right. he, he, lo he loves music and and albums and books and media. So that to him, that's what's around forever. 
you know, not, not a video of three guys talking about screen printing that oh, in 10 years, we're all going to go, fuck man, we were young men when right now we're probably <laughs> all feeling like old dudes. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was talking, I was talking to Christina that, you know, the, your guys helped yesterday and Toner is like, man, when I turned 40, I felt like I needed to buy a Corvette. She goes, same. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, um, you know, time goes by faster than you realize and you're in the moment and sometimes you even wish it to go by faster. You're like, man, I can't wait until, you know, then, or I can't wait until next year or whatever it is. Right. And that's, that's so wrong to think like that because those, even if you're like, Hey, it sucks right now. And I can't wait till like whatever gets better, you know, um, that moment is you're alive. Like you're feeling all of that stuff and it's good and it's good stuff. And it's right. okay to, for it to not be going smoothly and just, be grateful just to be alive and, and all that kind of stuff, because all of a sudden you're older and you're like, holy shit, you know, like I told you, I'm an emo right now. Like I, I'm, I'm yeah. I start to tear up over like little things that remind me of, you know, five years ago or sometimes even last sure. summer. Cause like, man, back then I could do this or that. And now I can't even, that's, that's, I, that's completely out of reach. Or I don't know if I'll ever even be able to do that again. And so slow it down. And even right now it's okay. Like, um, because I'm, 10 years from now, it may be worse. You know, if I make it that long, it'd be worse than I am right now. Who knows? And so I was like, man, I, I wish I was back when I was, you know, in 2023, my back fucking was killing me because this is worse, whatever this is, right. you know? So who knows, man? Like it's crazy. Uh, life is. And, um, I yeah, can agree just, with the statement. Slow down. More. <laughs> That's my life mantra anymore. It's just like, I'm just doing today. Like I'm doing right now. Like yeah. I'm not thinking, well, I can't wait for this or this is going to happen to me later or this other thing. It's like, there's too much shit out of your control all the time. Like just fucking do right now. Like what's the next task in front of me? Like, why am I worrying about three months from now or a year from now or whatever? It's like, mm. just going to do day by day. I'm going to set goals and have plans, but like, I'm not going to like stress over it. So in the middle of the night, when you can't sleep, what is it that makes you not sleep? For me, for me, for me, it's emails and uh, just shit that I wish I could be doing that I don't have time to do, or wish that I, shit that I wish I did do. That's why it makes me ask that question because all of what you were saying really just like those are things that keep me up. And then next thing you know, it's like an hour later, and fuck, yeah. You know? I agree with that. I've had a lot of trouble with sleeping lately and all that stuff. And I think a lot of it's just, I don't know. I just don't, I can't just get to the point where I'm fully relaxed enough to just be like, all right, I'm going to lay down and just, I'm going to stop thinking about things and I'm just going to go to sleep. I think about them until my body's like fully exhausted and then I fall asleep. Hyper, it's, yeah, not hyper upset, it's not good. Hyper obsess about it. Not I don't know if that's necessarily it. I just feel like my mind is running like, the best way to describe this is like, if I just, I'm like, okay, I want to do this thing. I want to be healthier. I want to go to bed at 1030 every night, whatever. It's that you lay down at 1030. Okay. Phone off, lights off, roll over. And then you realize like, you're thinking about sleeping. You're never going to fall asleep. Right. Like I want to roll over and be like, I'm tired and like fucking pass out. Like, I don't want to lay there and be like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. You know, like a little kid trying to go to bed. You're like, you have to not think about, about it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's my problem now. It's like, I constantly am thinking that. And by the time my body is like, Hey, asshole, close your eyes and go to sleep. It's like two in the morning. 
Right. And then I have to get up at six 30 and it's like all of this healthy walking and eating isn't doing me any good. If I'm getting four hours to sleep every night, you need me to um, tell you a bedtime story. When are you doing, when are you doing your walking? In the morning. Try it at night before you go to bed, dude. I do that too. I say wear wear, wear yourself out. That might make you more more sleepy. I just need Andy to help me out with my edible choices (laughs) before I go to sleep. I need something I mean, to that can ass. help. I haven't been Dude, doing I, it lately, but I like edible choices. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I need is a sleep aid. Mm. Well, on that note, let's do some uh, over-unders. Over Uh-oh. underrated or properly rated. Number one. Okay. <laughs> I have got, we're kicking it off with heating pads. Oh, love it. Like underrated. heating pads. Like for your body? Like old people <laughs> stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. Myself, personally, overrated. I do know my wife likes them very much, so I will... For her, I would, I have, say, pro- I would say properly rated. I have like an almost full body one. It's like, it's like three quarters of my body, and I lay it on my bed. Like I have my pillows up, and I lay the heating pad down, and it's like my whole lower back, and I crank the fucking heat up like all the way, and it's think- like roasting me. I think but that's it called feels a heating. So good on my lower I, back. I think that might be called a heating blanket. It basically, it, well, it's not a. It's a straight up heating pad, but it's probably like I don't know, three and a half, four feet long. Wow, I love it. It's, it's impressive. Amazing. I do like so them too. I I, I say like they're the, properly rated for you. I'm sure mm-hmm. with your properly back. rated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I haven't ever used them before in my whole life. You know, until recently, and. Um, Joanne has one and I'm like, tried it out. And it was awesome. So I immediately bought one at target Yep, and it's awesome. Um, also, yep. so next we have discord. Like the record, like discord <laughs> records. <laughs> discord, I think the is app. properly rated and I wish I was on there more. I keep reminding myself to get on there and be more active, but a shirt show discord is pretty awesome. I just... Wish I had more time to spend on it. I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like a, it's just like a, it's basically like an old school chat room, but mm-hmm. gamers use it and okay. use it to get on there and discuss stuff. So we have a shirt show discord where you basically download the app or do okay. it on the computer. And it's just all these shops talking stuff to each other. Uh, okay. But it's all channels like, oh, I'm into embroidery or I'm into screen printing or I'm into gotcha, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Sure. And you can go into that channel and just talk about, with, sure. in like a forum basically with people so mm-hmm. um it's I on our email. instagram but i i hate emails so me having to type things to people for fun sounds <laughs> terrible <laughs> well we'll go with overrated for you then no we can just say properly rated so that more people will join the shirt show discord okay <laughs> and maybe i will too and you guys can teach me how to do it someday okay. yeah it's not okay. so bad like it's teach, uh, teach an old guy how to be hip hmm yeah, you don't even have to type correctly. You can just, it doesn't have to be punctuated or capitalized or even spelled yeah. right. Yeah, that's just, for me, it has to because I can't, <laughs> I don't want to read it nine times over. Yeah. You know, like trying to understand what the fuck they're saying. So I have number three. Okay. Very controversial. We talked about it a lot this episode providing Uh-oh. terms. Overrated. Absolutely overrated. Overrated. We're all we're all one hundred percent. 
I'm not a banker. Next question. I'm not, I'm not your financier. Next question is also, um, I used this um, two mornings ago. It was our low was like 47. It was like pretty cold for um, early October. And sure. um, I'm going with gas fireplaces. I put, I backed my butt right up to it in my back. And it was like, it was like a heating pad. Yeah. Um, but in all, and you don't have to like start a fire with, you know, kindling or anything. You just, right, right. you know, push a button. So gas yep. fireplaces. I've never had the privilege of owning one or using one in such manner, but I would say they would be <laughs> properly rated. Uh, old Denver homes uh, used to have wood burning fireplaces, but by city code, they can't do that anymore. So they all really? have to be a retrofit uh, add in. So, yeah, I probably will never have one of those. I think they're properly, properly rated. rated. I've done lots of different forms of heating being in the north. Um, my favorite is like if I had to just sit at home and my favorite source of heat is wood. It's just so much labor. Um, but I can say that from switching from wood at the shop to electric uh, has been the best thing ever because it's so much less work. What do you mean electric? And the heat is just on. Like we have the... Um, what are they called there? Like the, the electric, uh, like HVAC, like like heating units. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. And you like used... ever since we switched to those, it's been amazing, but the whole shop used to be heated by wood. You're shitting me. No, the whole place. It was a massive wood boiler. Didn't like, you tell me of, like, didn't you tell me you to... merchandise? Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. You t I thought oh, you told dude. me you had to like set an alarm for two in the morning to go put wood on in the fireplace. Or I something. had to, I had to put wood on at nine in the morning at noon at five o'clock. And then I had to come down at midnight every night, all winter long to put wood on the fire. Did you ever use coal? No, just firewood. And we did like a hundred and hundred and something face court a year. Um, Jeez. so like all summer long was just like getting deliveries of wood and splitting and stacking and keeping it dry and all this other stuff. And for the years and years, we just like tarped it, which was a mess and you should so have snow on top of it. It was just like a whole nightmare. Like the problem was, is you would keep this fire going and it feel good and whatever, but we ran, um, it was hot water. So like the boiler would make hot water and the hot water would run through the building. And then we'd have like fans that would blow the hot, hot air from the hot water. But the problem is, is if you you had like a shitty batch of wood that was a little damp, the fire would go out and like everything. We'd get here in the morning and it'd be freezing in here because fire went out in the middle of the night. And like, it's just, there's no problems now. Like we walk in, the fucking heat is what it's supposed to be. So I'm just going to say any form that works and heats up Andy's tushy. I'm going to say it's <laughs> properly rated. I'm going with underrated, man. Instant fire. Um, I think there used to be wars over fire, you know, it was a big deal. And so yeah. we have, yeah, I have instant fire in my house. Pretty impressive. Um, next birthday. Don't cook on it. <laughs> what was your no. next one? Birthdays. Any more overrated. Yeah. Pretty. I don't know. They're fun. I've always, I've always been a, not a Scrooge about birthdays, but my birthday's right when school always started and, you know, I never got in that production manager role thing. I never got to take my birthday off. So I've always just worked my birthday. And, you know, when my family asks, what do you want to do for your birthday? It's kind of like, I don't know. And 
it's like pulling teeth. So they usually have to just plan something that I have to show up to. I like it for the kids. Like it's fun to get well, your kids stuff or yeah. take them somewhere or do something. But I feel like when you're an adult, it's like nobody, nobody cares. Like they feel more you're obligated to do something for you than they actually want to do something for you. You're not special. Nobody cares. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do, but like, they like generally do, but like the world isn't throwing you a Ferris Bueller parade because it's your yeah. fucking birthday. <laughs> You know, for, for a kid though but for children absolutely like kids birthdays are the best because it's magic and excitement parties. no those are mm -hmm. awesome because they're, they're screaming and they're not your kids if you send them full of sugar and it's your kid's birthday party I refuse it's your parents problem drink all those cokes next okay next Number question six. next is I put QBO so QuickBooks Online uh, I know you don't have it Dylan, do you? I don't know what you use. Basically, Andrew. it's FreshBooks. It's the same thing. Mm. I use QuickBooks Desktop. I don't like. Desktop. I don't like cloud based. Yeah, I don't like cloud based shit like that. Wow. So they especially still, especially when it's on my his money. Windows. He has it on his Windows ninety five. <laughs> I'm saying no. Like, it's it's on a it's on a iMac on a Mac on a MacBook Pro. Hmm. Uh, no, I I. That's one of the things where the era we're in and, you know, there's, we all know about the one company that had that little problem where everybody's invoices and client list and everything ended up in the world. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't fuck with that shit. Keep it on my own computer. It's I my agree day. with you to a good degree. Yeah. I just like I the ability of the cloud to be able to pull it up on my laptop or on my phone or mm -hmm. whatever. Anywhere you are, you know, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. I just like, I like to have it on one dedicated laptop so that it's, basically just a bookkeeping laptop it does nothing it does nothing but administration shit like that yeah so how does your there's an art computer how do you how does your accountant get into the back end i am the accountant i Ooh. i i send profit and loss statements to my tax person at the end of the year okay interesting so do you don't all, have I do anyone all, I, I do all of it wow i just found out i have to get a new accountant a new, but it's like everything in like two but, months. But it's, it's really, I mean, when you think about it, it's simple, it's simple bookkeeping. I mean, we're talking yeah. about a service of, well, but we're talking about a service of a screen print, right? And then we're talking about uh, a sale of a garment. And then we're talking about what maybe 10 category categories of, of purchase items. You know, you've got shop consumables, you've got office, you've got equipment. I mean, it's not like, it's not like you're selling cigarettes and, and sodas and all the shit that has the other weird taxes and you're renting equipment. And we've all seen our sales tax forms for whatever our jurisdiction is. All that extra shit that makes ours really easy sales taxes, you know, we don't have to do that. Um, we, I don't know about you guys, but we don't keep a lot of inventory, maybe a couple thousand dollars of shit, you know, 500,000, 500,000 pieces of something, right? Just for whatever right last minute yeah. somebody for me it's you know, more right. just delegating things that i know i'm not good at and i know i'm not good at numbers and money and all this other stuff so i i pay somebody to do it for me i, I, yeah. love, I love looking look, i love looking at the money every single day whether it's <laughs> um, good I mean, bad or, still do that. or out yeah so yeah. yeah like i can pull reports easily but i have an accountant huh. of course and always have because um i spend money on on them but they save me right as much or more and it's sure. just something i don't have to mess with uh next yes air fryers dude well, just got my, my buddy scott gave us one because he couldn't figure out how to use it so we have it at the shop and 
It slays chicken nuggets. Dude, exactly. Uh, I was going to say, my daughter loves dino nuggies. Yeah. And they make the crispiest dino nuggies in 10 minutes. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, it's, it's awesome for leftover pizza. It's awesome for a couple days old leftover pizza. It really rejuvenates it. Uh, I would say I, properly rated. I've only done uh, like chicken nuggets in it so far, mostly for my kids. But like, I have a bunch of things I want to try in it. Like, um, I really like Brussels sprouts, and yeah. I saw a thing where you can like sous vide Brussels sprouts to get them all like cooked and soft and everything you want, and then air fry them for X amount of time. Sure. So I'm like excited to try that. But like, I just got one like a week ago, so I'm trying it out. What about? It's not. I mean, they, they like to call them cauliflower wings, but it's just fucking chunks of cauliflower with hot sauce dumped on it. Mm-hmm. Probably be perfect. I think. I think they would be too. I, I like those in the oven, but I mean, that's at my house and we here, here at the shop, we just do the microwave and the air fryer. I think anything you want crispy, it's perfect for. Yeah. Or burnt. I, it's, real, it's real good at burning shit. Ours is. We don't have one. I've never used one, but I've heard you always hear everybody raving about them. So maybe it's time. What about an Instapot? Like a crock pot? No, an Instapot. It's like a pressure cooker thing, but it's Instapot. So like uh, you can cook. So like let's let's say you were going to make a stew. I'm thinking for like, like rice and stuff. Yeah, they're good for rice. And but like what we what we use it for is either like a pork chop or like uh, uh, some sort of a meat. And so you can uh, essentially you can burn it inside of it. You know, you saute it or whatever in the bottom. And then if you're going to make a stew, right, then you just put the soup in it and shit and it's like a pressure cooker but not uh hmm. a full-blown pressure cooker they're, they're pretty efficient it's it's uh sort of in the lines of like a crock pot but you don't leave it all day but like right. you can cook it and then let it sit and it and continues the instant. to cook instant pot yeah. right yeah well, all right dude no that's it that's the last that's it that was the last uh, one that was the last one yeah man um all right did you, I think I saw Dylan at the product showcase thing. Was that, was that you maybe? Did you go to that? Yeah, in Chicago. At, at Chicago. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you, bad. I don't know if you saw the kid, the guy that had the only person that brought a toddler in a stroller. No. Was that you? That, that was me. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my mother has health, health issues and so does my wife's mother. And so we don't really have a infrastructure. So I held the whole family in Chicago. That's awesome. It was awesome. Dude. We had a good ass time. Yeah, I leave for uh, Pretty United next week, so that'll be uh, hopefully a fun trip. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to go to that, but I just don't have the time. And then I found out that the Sunday after George Strait's playing, so it's like, well, shit. Yeah, I like, I like, I like some. I'm a punk rock dude, but I like me some George Strait. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't normally think I would be going, but because it's in Atlanta, I kind of want to go because I used yeah. to live there for a little while. Yeah. So I kind of want to go and like just see some old places that I miss. But I don't know. Do they still do they still have that concert venue? Well, when you were there, there did they have that concert venue that had that crazy ass haunted house off the back of it? So like downtown Atlanta had this concert venue had three different levels so you could have three different concerts in one big room at once. Yeah, I I can't. And then they closed it. The, but they used to. Have, the name of it's slipping my mind right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think I saw the chariot there. And that's um, some gnarly some gnarly haunted house 
find it. It was just like insane. I remember going there once, you know, on a, on a tour trip and it was like, fuck dude, this is crazy. Yeah. There's a place that like a lot of punk bands would play called Swayze's. That was like right near yeah. where my loft was. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of want to go back there for nostalgia for a sure. couple things, but I don't know. We'll sure. see how it goes. I have no, I have Andrew, no plans. Thank yes, you for talking shop with us. And, um, I love when we talk about feelings too. So this is one of my favorites is when we get to talk about, you know, life stuff. <laughs> um, let's, and let's so, talk about feelings. Thank you. No, we already, I mean, we did like we, the, all that other stuff, you know, besides just, you know, every day, sure. like, Oh, we, this, this equipment good, or this process, you know, this is a good therapy session. Yeah. Do you, are you, are you a little less sad? I yeah. am. I feel better. I'm good now. Are you going to turn the Thursday off for the day? What's that? Nope. Yeah, gonna... that, that's that emo band, the Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> well, let's, okay. Let's, are you going to turn the dashboard confessional off for the day? <laughs> yeah, it's all off. Hey, we're we're okay, listening good. to happy stuff, whatever that is. Thursday's you're, you're playing smiling now. I know they are. That's crazy. I never really loved them, but that's crazy that they are. <laughs> and are you a little less angry now, Dylan? I am. You perked up my day. Hey. There you go. Not too not too bad. I not too don't bad. Usually do, I don't usually do that. Mm. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. This was appreciate awesome. Appreciate you guys too. And, this uh, was fun. We'll see you in the next one. Hell yeah. Have fun. We'll uh, catch you later. I'm going to Long Beach, so maybe see you there. Hell yeah. We'll see you then, man. Bye.